0: Fundatocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture talk show. Speaking not from deep inside of Madonna's cavernous, chrome-plated, disco vagina, but calling in from Dallas, Texas, I'm Gavin. And back in the Lawrence base,
1: the home studio, we have...
2: Galen. And Aaron.
1: And also from Dallas, there's Anna.
2: That's right. And uh, you can contact us uh, after you get deeply offended by whatever we say at our uh, email, which is poundingthepundit, one word, at yahoo.com, or uh, check out our uh, website at punditocracy.net. And, you know, leave comments, be insulting, whatever you like.
0: Please. <laughs> it's a blog. That's right. That's a hip uh, synergy word these days. <laughs> blog.
2: Yeah, we don't have a baseball me- met- metaphor for it yet, but we're, we're trying to figure out one
0: because we are such big uh, uh, rotisserie baseball fans. Thanks, um, <laughs> And Galen mentioned our email address. Uh, before we start getting angry emails regarding my comments on Madonna's vagina, uh, let me say that I have the utmost respect for Mrs. Richie's birth canal. Uh Kabbalah string was very piously festooned around her clitoris. It's a spiritual cooter. Tasteful. <laughs> worshipful. Waxed. And you know... Speaking of genitalia, as we often do, let's talk about testicles. Uh, no, no, I'm not speaking of the two pubescent sorcerer stones that drop out of Daniel Radcliffe's torso in the new Harry Potter film, perverts. I refer, of course, to donkey nards. Yes, with a series of uncharacteristically bold congressional moves and a virtual sweep of the recent off-year elections, Democrats... Seem to have finally grown some gonads. Democrats got sack. Or perhaps demo sack? Eh? eh? Eh.
2: I wouldn't wait for it to catch on.
0: I know. Uh I'll cancel the t shirt. That's right. All I know is that this display of D's nuts is making me hotter than an upturned Peugeot that's been firebombed in a Parisian suburb. But, Aaron, what do you think? Is this recent display of demo sack uh simply a result of the Republican Party's collapse, or are the Democrats finally getting their shit together?
3: Um, I do not think they're finally getting their shit together. I think uh, the Democrats are simply just taking advantage of the Republican collapse more than anything else. Um, What the Democrats are arguing now, they could have easily argued two years ago. They probably should have argued two years ago. Um, but they didn't because the Republican machine was uh, scary. Had, was scary. I mean, it had support of what 65 uh, percent of the American public. Probably at the uh, beginning of the Persian Gulf uh, Persian Gulf War, two, they probably had upwards of 70, 80 uh, percent support from the American public. Um, this continued on through really until the last couple of months, where Bush's uh, poll numbers have just tanked and Iraq just continues to
2: get worse and worse. Well, and, and I think that it's, it's worth pointing out at, at some level here, uh, it may well be – I mean, first of all, the polls, like things like Gallup poll and things like that are conservative organizations. They have political tilts, and actually Gallup poll admits it. But um, I, I think that it, it – Well, I'm glad the Democrats are actually doing something, it doesn't actually speak to their bravery that they've waited until – not just a meltdown, but like the end of the meltdown. Things are continuing. They've melted down so low. I mean, you know, Bush Junior is finally lower than his father in approval ratings, and his father was one of the lowest in fifty years. And
0: we're still waiting for those Nixon poll numbers.
2: Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's still room to grow or shrink, whatever you want to, however you want to look at it. Yeah, well,
2: and and so I, yeah, I don't know. I just it, he. I'm glad they're doing something. It should have been years ago.
0: Yeah. However, I think that you have to take into context that this was the most cowed and spineless minority party in recent congressional memory. So I think that their recent moves are all the more remarkable. So I think that they they should be encouraged and uh, it should be lauded. And I think that uh, Harry Reid, the uh, Senate minority leader, leader of the Democrats, has actually been uh, quite the effective opposition leader, actually shutting down the Senate to try and prod Kansas's own uh, uh, senior senator uh, into completing the intelligence investigation on how the intelligence leading up to the Iraq War was manipulated, uh, the Democrats in the House teamed up with a few non-suicidal Republicans and uh, defeated the draconian budget cuts that were being pushed through. Actually, scrapped the Anwar drilling provisions, which was shocking.
2: Well, a lot of the draconian cuts made it, didn't they? Uh, scaled back. <laughs> yeah. That's...
0: There's only so much they can do. They're still a minority party, but they killed the worst budget, and they're still a really bad one. But uh, there's still a chance for that to get killed in the Senate. Uh, and, again, uh, I think that there are some moderate Republicans out there who don't want to get skinned in next year's elections, and I think that they're going to be forced to— find consensus with the democrats and i think that does speak well to the uh democrats uh political maneuvering and their parliamentary skills
2: well um, is it wasn't it, i mean it the budget passed in the senate only by two votes the 50 billion cuts and so we, we know it's very close yeah and we can only hope that it you know goes down and yeah it's not to, to conference and uh there's hope. That's right.
0: But again, it was uh, – <laughs> I think it was mostly a symbolic gesture because, again, they are the minority party. Uh, and I think that while, yes, it's regretful that they had to wait this long to show some backbone, uh, it's good that they are doing it now and that they are uh, keeping it up because a year is a long time until next year's elections. So they have to uh, sort of pace
2: themselves Right. non-runner. Although uh, although Kerry's like leaping out trying to make himself be the front runner for everything anymore and trying to make all the statements, so yeah. we've got a sniff of what's happening next election, I believe.
0: I mean, if he wants to run in two thousand eight, God bless him. It's a waste of his own money, but he's not going to get the nomination.
2: Right, he shouldn't have gotten it last time.
0: Yeah, very true. Very true.
2: <laughs> well, um, I don't think there was anybody else
3: to realistically challenge him last time. No. So. That's true. I mean, Howard Dean was a joke, and
2: uh, I know you disagree with that, Gavin, but... Um Kucinich was the best candidate, but single and kind of short, so they would never go for him. And his name's Kucinich, which brings back all sort of like, what was the, this movie, Red Heat, and all the commie stuff from the <laughs> 80s it just pops into mind. Sorry, right, he's one of those commies. That's right. <laughs> did, did, you
0: re- did you mention Red Heat, Galen? I did. Did you mention the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jim Belushi, buddy communist cop film?
2: Absolutely. I was trying to think of the other one that was the Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Kurt Russell, buddy cop film uh, with a uh, communist thing, but I couldn't remember it. So Boy. I went with Jim Belushi. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, but speaking of Schwarzenegger, and speaking of Democrats, this, this is a fine segue. Thank you, Galen, for teeing that up.
2: I'm here. Um, <laughs> Anytime.
0: No problem. But the off-year elections that happened uh, more than a week ago now— uh, there's a series of congressional gubernatorial and ballot initiatives throughout the country Schwarzenegger's ballot initiatives in California went down flaming he's now one of the least popular governors in the United States uh, on the flip side no matter
2: how much he threatens to kill people if he doesn't get more popular. <laughs> And, but, it, but and he does it
3: with awful
0: one-liner quips, which makes it go yes. down a bit smoother.
3: And this sure. was a guy, uh, what, two years ago when he got elected, that uh, the Republicans wanted to run for president yeah. in 2008? Yeah. And,
2: and I have to admit that I actually believe it has something to do with Batman and Robin being released on special edition DVD. So <laughs> people saw his performance as, as Mr. Freeze and, like everyone else, wanted to hurt him. Yep. I think you hit it right on there. <laughs>
3: That is a.
0: Oh, uh, but, yes, the Schwarzenegger did have these series of ballot initiatives in California going over the politicians' heads and going straight to the people, and the people really didn't like what he was selling to them, and they rejected all of them.
3: But they are nothing but a little bunch of girly men. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, Schwarzenegger is the tactful politician calling nurses and teachers girly men and I believe likening their unions to terrorist organizations.
3: But then I like to grope them when I'm alone with them in the governor's office. <laughs> the nurses with
2: the candy stripe of boobies. I, I just like the fact that Schwarzenegger has turned out to actually be what Fabio pretends to be all the time. Everybody wants to be Fabio. All that, that's how Schwarzenegger acts. And I'm not surprised. Honestly.
1: Being in California with these rippling muscles and hair flowing in the breeze, or what?
2: Absolutely.
1: I can't believe it's not government. <laughs> it's <laughs>
3: well, if only we could go back two years ago and elect that porn star that ran in California.
0: Mary <laughs> Carey, I believe her name was. Yeah, I, I can't
3: remember what her name was, but damn it, things would have been a lot different in California. Much more relaxed.
0: But, you know, everyone talks about uh, that porno actress, but nobody mentions the, the fine, fine porn work that Gary Coleman's done. Yes, the the Arnold porn, uh, some of the finest out there.
3: I can't can't say I didn't that I've want seen to any know of about that. that. But, I,
2: uh, how will I ever watch that show? I wasn't planning on it anyway, really.
0: Oh, but yes, uh, Schwarzenegger's got poll numbers that are, I think even worse than Bush's now nationally, and so that was a uh, a major black eye for the Republican Party. as yeah, Aaron mentioned, Schwarzenegger is being groomed. Future presidential candidate, people
2: right. are talking about altering the constitution. I know, right. Right. but I, was,
0: this
3: this shouldn't be any type of surprise. I mean, Schwarzenegger came in, he won. Really, what was a popularity contest in California, not a political race? He had absolutely no political experience. He's not really that smart of a guy, and I don't think that. <laughs> it, yeah, I can't Believe it or not, I don't think it should come as anybody's surprise that he has completely screwed everything up in California, and he can't get anything done.
0: However, he is a candy businessman, as uh, Planet Hollywood will attest. Oh wait, they went bankrupt.
3: But right, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's the CEO gubernator. Uh,
3: But, yeah, I mean, I remember, like you had mentioned, about changing the Constitution to allow him to run for presidency. There was a lot of talk about that. And I remember um, they apparently in California and other places on the West Coast, they actually ran um, television ads encouraging people to uh, contact their senators and their uh, House representatives to try to uh, amend the Constitution to allow foreigners to – run for the presidency because i think they really honestly thought that schwarzenegger was going to uh i don't know somehow was going to be a political success and would be able to win the presidency of course i think if schwarzenegger won presidency i i think that that would i i think i would have to move after that <laughs> canada here i come i don't know about canada Oh well, yeah, that. we'd move to Canada, and then they try to
0: nominate Michael J. Fox for prime minister, and just, it'd be a whole other basket of nonsense.
3: I'd move to Tijuana.
2: Well, I think I think that Sean Connery has the right idea. You just get rich and buy an island, and then go hide there. <laughs> and as long as your son doesn't fuck it up for you, like you can Marlon Brando did, in peace exactly.
0: If you're Sean Connery,
2: exactly. Well, <laughs> the, uh, the the other thing is, I just I mean, like two years ago. I think everyone had just sort of decided, you know, fuck the Constitution. Bill Clinton was angling at changing the term limits. Schwarzenegger was angling at changing, you know, so he could run.
0: No, actually, Bill Clinton, uh, in a classic Clintonian move, was having some of his uh, underlings like whisper in the press about, you know, the Constitution doesn't say anything about more than two consecutive
3: terms. Yeah, that was that was the big buzz right, that Clinton right. wanted.
2: The language there, <laughs> which it it sort of does. As it limits to two terms because it left the word "consecutive." You know, it doesn't matter, but yeah, that's what I mean. Is that I think after Bush won the second time with clear voter fraud using voting machines, everyone's like, "Ah, fuck it, there are no rules."
3: <laughs> yeah, then we had the Patriot Act kind of, right, which got renewed you know,
2: this week,
3: kind of throw out the Constitution on some of the things the
2: Patriot Act does. Absolutely. And will continue to do. Despite, Thank you. Despite the uh, the
0: flaunting of one man, one vote, rampant voter fraud in Ohio and Florida and other Republican-leaning states, the Democrats still managed to win the governorship in
3: Virginia. Yeah, but I don't think that that's necessarily a huge surprise. Virginia is not as, uh, as staunchly Republican as most southern states. You have to remember that the northern counties of Virginia, especially the suburbs of Washington, D.C., or primarily democratic. I don't think it's necessarily a humongous surprise or a humongous upset that the Democrats were able to win the governorship of Virginia. So I don't think well, that we should they did side really with the north. Right. Well that too. <laughs> so I don't think we should really um no, make any actually, sort I of you, I, no I don't think here. we should make any sort of harsh conclusions that you know just because the democrats won the governorship of virginia that all of a sudden things have turned around for the democratic party oh no i'm not saying that but i'm saying that these are good omens uh these are bellwethers for next year well i'm not going to believe i'm not going to believe that the democrats have turned anything around until i see them make headway in 2006 well, and don't ever underestimate the gun gays and god's voters out there they will turn out in droves in 06 and 08
0: that's very true yeah. uh but I, I would disagree with you a little bit because Republicans pumped a lot of money into Virginia because they thought that they could win. They even sent Bush in. As unpopular as he is, they thought, oh, we'll send in Bush. Maybe he can turn things around. However, the, uh, the deployment of Bush, the airdropping of Bush at a last-minute pep rally in Virginia the night before the elections actually backfired, and uh, the Democrat, Tim Kaine, beat uh, Kilgore, the Republican by, like, an extra three or four points than yeah. when he was polling initially. So Bush actually suppressed the Republican vote. He
3: was well, unpopular. Well, it did an enormous uh, job to uh, politically. Um, I mean, he ran a great, absolutely great campaign. And uh, the Democrats really, if they're smart, will learn something from this governor race in Virginia and try to use that when they're running candidates in 06 and especially for the presidency in 08
0: yeah uh mark warner the current sitting governor of virginia who is limited to one term uh constitutionally in virginia uh very popular he's a democrat he has over i think he has over 70 percent approval which yeah. is just unheard of he's i believe the most popular governor in the country as opposed to schwarzenegger one of the least popular uh but mark warner faced to watch after he helps Drag Tim Kaine over the finish line with a pretty comfortable margin. Uh, his stock has risen in the 2008 uh,
3: prospects. Uh, well, I think he might actually be one of the frontrunners in 08. I mean, I certainly know that probably all eyes will be on Hillary going into 08, yeah. but Warner, I think, would be an ideal candidate, and the Democrats should probably run him, assuming that he doesn't screw up somewhere along the road in the next three years.
0: The only problem with Mark Warner is that he's about as charismatic as John Kerry. He's a uh, he's a decent politician. He's got good policies, but uh, he's a
3: cold fish. So I, I think I don't know if that necessarily. If you've ever seen this guy? I, I don't know if that's going to matter all that much. Very dull. Yeah, I think that could be a big
0: detriment. He could get his shit together before uh, the primaries, but as of right now. Yes, he's got a high name ID. Uh, he's got a lot of stock after the uh, recent win in Virginia. But I think it's still too early to call anybody a frontrunner
2: besides Hillary. No, no, But but charisma and opinions are not something the Democrats actually connect with frontrunner status. In fact, the more of you have of either, you're kind of scary.
0: <laughs> That's very true. However, I'm talking about a uh, uh, national perspective outside of the primaries. In a general election, yeah. I don't know how well he did. Because it depends on, you know, if the Republicans decide to run like something like Orrin Hatch.
2: Or <laughs> I can only hope. Yeah. Or something. Well, I, I, I hate to hear it, but President Hatch sounds just. <laughs> well, it sounds like a mid '80s like cop thriller. That sounds like a porno that I saw Gary Coleman in. Actually.
3: <laughs> well, apparently Warner is now going to be traveling to New Hampshire and to Iowa to start. Uh, I guess at least making some preliminary headway in um, a potential presidential run in 08. So I mean, I think that he's probably already setting himself up and to already, be. He's already got a
0: political action committee set right. up, an exploratory committee. He's got people on the
3: ground. Yeah, he does have people on the ground. I think that even if he doesn't um, win the Democratic nomination, he's probably going to be a pretty uh, a pretty decent VP nominee for anybody that will win the Democratic. Nomination. Very true. In fact, some I think some Democratic strategists like him more in the vice president's vice presidency sort of.
0: Um, he'll he'll kind of uh, fill the Gore position.
3: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Gore team. Sort of. Well, I've heard Warner speak. I mean, I guess I'm just so used to Kerry and Gore and all the recent <laughs> Democrats that we've had. But uh, I mean, he doesn't seem it's like he's
2: dead. he has modulation
3: yeah. in his voice. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's that boring. I mean,
0: he's pretty dull though. <laughs> Uh, but, hey, Dole might be exactly what the American people are looking for after eight years of scandal and war from the Bush administration, so who knows?
2: Hey, Hell. they may be Machiavellian psychopaths, but they're entertaining. <laughs> <Very true.
0: laughs> who's, who's the sociopath you'd most like to have a beer with?
2: <laughs> well,
3: probably George Bush. <laughs> well, he always wins that point. Well, no, actually Louis Libby, I think, Scooter. Scooter. criminal that you'd most like to smoke a joint with. Well, that'd be Dick Cheney.
2: Be yeah, for, <laughs> Just get him high and paranoid, drop him off a cliff somewhere. If, when he, you know, lands and is all right because of his scaly exoskeleton, we can all be surprised. It'd be a medical miracle. When Dick miracle. Cheney gets
0: the munchies, he does resort to eating human flesh. That's right. He warned. He warned.
2: Yes, exactly. Uh, Put him in the, that another mask aspect i I'd
0: like to talk about the Virginia governor's race is the use of religion and faith in that election. <laughs> and how Tim Kaine very skillfully, uh, especially as a Southern politician, used his own faith as a devout Roman Catholic to argue against the death
3: penalty. Yes, and that was absolutely an amazing speech that he gave on that. I don't know if any of you guys heard that, but uh, the Democrats should learn from this. I mean, one of the main reasons why they haven't been winning elections is because of this disconnect that – people of faith, people that are religious, have from the Democratic Party. So I think the Democrats can learn a lot from Kame and his use of religion in this campaign. But
0: ye, well. you know who's responsible for this sort of turnaround in the Democrats' public posturing on religion, don't you, Aaron?
3: Oh, no, who would that be, Gavin? Howard Dean! Oh, bullsh- Howard Dean, no, Howard Dean, <laughs> bullsh- ever shit. since he was running for president,
0: has been talking about ways yeah. that the Democrats can talk about their values That uh, that— and their faith that fits in with actual American values. Uh, And Tim Kaine did this very skillfully, talking about his faith as a Roman Catholic, how he opposes the war, how he opposes the death penalty. Uh, He does oppose abortion too, but he's not for limiting it. So uh, yes, I think that Howard Dean uh, and the the rest of the Democrats uh, have been studying this race closely. And I think you will see more of this sort of talk next year, especially in the southern states.
2: Well, I think it's – it's I, I do worry about the separation of church and state because if they're both going to start using it, what needs to happen is the whole thing needs to be redefined. Uh, it's good to say I have my values placed on, but to, to say it comes from a church and everything else is a bit worrisome to me. I have full respect for religion, but there is a reason the separation of church and state exists. That's true. That's true. uh, Yeah, but
3: if you're going to get elected, if you're a Democrat and you're going to get elected to political office, you kind of, yeah, you you don't really need to be thinking about that right now. Just use faith, and then worry about it later. A lot
0: of people are understand Mm. when talking about your values, and Democrats have lacked that for like the past forty years. Mm. And religion is the easiest way to connect with the American people and talking about your values.
2: Is through religion, unfortunately. Well, the problem is, actually, I think the problem is, in a lot of ways, is that the Republicans already have that, and so they're falling directly into the same frame of debate. And, and, you know, it's not changing anything. As long as the Republicans created that frame, which they did, they get to manipulate it. They know the rules. They create the rules.
0: However, uh, they've set a trap for themselves, now that they're so mired in scandal and hypocrisy, that they've uh, kind of tied their own noose, which the Democrats can now yank and snap some vertebrae. So I think that the uh, the religious posturing from uh, the Republicans uh, will backfire on them, and the Democrats can exploit that, which I think Virginia is a good example of.
3: Virginia is a good example, but we will I'm probably not going to be convinced until we see it nationwide.
0: Yes, very true.
3: But it also kind of depends on who the Democrats run, too. Yeah,
0: and that's wide open right now. Um, although I would like to tell you, uh, Hillary Clinton's front-runner status was mentioned earlier. And uh, I have in the past said that Hillary actually is electable nationwide. However, I really don't – she's quickly, quickly losing support amongst the Democratic base due to her unwavering support for the war in Iraq and her refusal to admit that her vote uh, for authorization in the Senate was a mistake. And I think she's uh, quickly falling in stature amongst the Democratic voters. And uh, unless she has a quick turnaround, I think that uh, her chances are severely limited.
2: Well, I hope so, honestly. This is nothing, you know, people, I've said this and people are like, uh, you know, well, you know, it's time we had a woman. It's like, just because you need a woman, and we do, don't pick the first one that comes by. (laughs) You know, she she is a manipulative, power-hungry person. You don't want those people in power. I mean, they are all the damn time, but you don't want them in power. And she is, I mean, I, she is just so bad on almost every issue. <laughs> she makes her husband look downright liberal, and he wasn't. He was a closet Republican. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, I, I disagree with you, Gavin. One of the reasons why I do not want to see Hillary run in 08 is because I do not believe she is electable. Uh, one of the, the really the main reasons is, is because if you want to talk about mobilizing the Republican base, the Republican base absolutely hates her. Um, I think that in a, a poll that I sent, of course, you can just take this for what it's worth, but uh, it's something like 45% of the American public said they'd rather eat broken glass than vote for Hillary Clinton. That's not good. Um, also, if she runs, she's going to be running in the shadow of her husband and... She'll his, gladly do that, too. She'll his, run on her husband. His policies and everything that he did for eight years, the Monica Lewinsky scandal, all of it, will all come back to surface in 08. And it's going to make her very, very difficult well, for her to win. And I've simply. always argued that the
0: Republicans are going to drive up the negatives of whomever runs. They did it with Kerry, decorated war veterans.
3: Uh, not necessarily. I mean, if somebody like Warner runs or if somebody, I, I mean, I don't. Just off the top of my head, I can't think of Hillary, some of the other governors fine. out there. Fine. But it, and Hillary
0: is was popular amongst the base, and that's what would have put her. Oh, that's I mean that was Bush's strategy to mobilize his base um, and to suppress the Democratic base, which uh, he did just enough in the last election. Uh, Hillary would have mobilized enough people, I think, uh, to make. It plausible she could win but with her position in iraq on iraq i think uh her one trump card that liberals do love her and a majority of the democratic party loves her i think that that rationale is eroding because she's very stubbornly refusing to change course in iraq
3: well just because the liberal base supports you doesn't mean that you're going to get elected in a popular vote i mean uh, they need to find somebody that's going to be able to cross party lines, plain and simple. And Hillary, I do not believe, in my opinion, can do that.
2: I, I, I happen to agree. And I think that she will – there are also people who will not vote for her because she's a woman, which is whatever. They, that's stupid, but people will do it.
3: And there's Democrats that won't vote for a woman either. It's not just Republicans. Right, exactly. Uh, and,
2: and there are people who hate Clinton so much, and frankly um, – the Democrats, you know, as they say, don't have the stones to actually run with, at least we're not Bush, the same way that the uh, Republicans ran against, you know, after, after Clinton, so that they are going to end up fighting some a really organized group who can who knows how to run this sort of hatred and will do it at the drop of a hat and will just massacre her, which is why the Democrats will probably pick her.
0: <laughs> well, again, I would argue that they, would do, they, they did it with Kerry. They can do it with anybody.
2: Uh, And I think they've already done Hillary. uh, Hillary's already been
3: defined. Carrie dug his own hole in 04. Only a 45% disapproval means that there's 55% that's willing to consider her, and that's all you need. But I would
0: like to talk about a more popular uh, potential female candidate, and uh, Aaron has spoken of this in the past. Apparently uh, Time
3: Magazine has an article discussing whom Aaron? Oh, um, our beloved governor, Kathleen Sebelius, who – the new Time magazine just came out and they ranked the uh, five best governors and the five worst governors. Surprisingly, I don't believe Schwarzenegger was on the five worst. People forget he's a governor. Um, Um. I don't know. But um, Kathleen Sebelius, to my surprise, was on Time's list for uh, the top five governors, which is – kind of came as a little bit of a surprise to me. I mean, granted, I don't follow Kansas politics as closely as I probably should, um, but they don't
2: actually. I mean, they are some of the most frustrating, irritating things you'll ever find, so you're probably doing better as far as stress level goes. Probably.
3: <laughs> but apparently they sort of, uh, the reasons why they put her in the top five was her ability to uh, balance the budget in the state of Kansas without raising taxes and without uh, cutting any spending. Um and also, well, I think that was pretty much it.
0: <laughs> the bar set pretty low for popular governors, I guess. <laughs> but, but she
3: she hasn't really, I mean, I guess they cite a little bit of her standing up against the, uh, you know, radical right-wing elements in the Kansas uh, House of Representatives, which, you know, when you see with the most recent vote for uh, against evolution, <laughs> it, it doesn't really seem like she's done a whole lot to stop any of that. Um, I, I don't know. It came as a little bit of surprise to me. I, I just doesn't seem to me like she's done a whole lot.
2: Well, to, to her credit, uh, the, the school board vote, she can't veto. But, yeah, I know. And I, I happen to agree. I think she has not done a whole lot. And, frankly, that's why she survives and that's why she doesn't actually have a whole lot of competition for the next election so far yet either. Uh, it's because she's inoffensive yeah. in a sort of Democratic way.
0: Well, the fact that she hasn't been recalled in a predominantly Republican state you know, kudos to her. <laughs> if Gray Davis, Democrat of one of the most Democratic of states, can be recalled, the fact that Kathleen Sebelius is, is still standing in the hotbed of fundamentalism, that is Kansas. You know, that that is a minor miracle in Kansas politics, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. But at the um, same time, it's— I don't know if it's for the right reasons. It's not like she's actually trying to help the people of western Kansas. No well, no one is. Not the people they elect. Nobody. Uh, and so, you know, if she were actually crusading for that, I think she'd actually gain more popularity. Well, apparently but, she is a
3: rising star in the Democratic Party, and I hope the Democrats don't do something stupid like,
2: uh, I don't know, try to get her to run in the primaries or right. something. Or And, and I... And if someone would just please put Barack Obama just the fucking bed, it would be so what is good your for feed the with Obama. Obama. Man. Oh, no, I, I agree with you. Obama has no spine, no actual positions. The ones he does iterate are totally Clatonian bullshit. He is black, and so they've centered on him, and he's African black, which is less threatening. <laughs> well, And it's just, he is not he is not what this country needs. He is another bullshit politician of a slightly different shade. And frankly, it's racist that they're centering on him because of that.
0: Oh, don't worry, Galen. He's still a freshman senator. He's not going to run.
2: Uh, he, oh, I don't know about that. He thinks he's the world's greatest thing. I mean, I, to hear him interview, he's like, yeah, you know, and he's very much a, a fan of himself, which has more I, power to him.
3: I agree with Galen completely on this. I think that he very well may try to run at 08. I mean, his popular popularity really gained uh, when he made his speech at the Democratic National Convention and everybody looked at him and said, oh, well, there you go. If Kerry loses, there's the next guy that we're going to run because he's young, he's popular. Um, but I, I don't think he's really done much as a senator no, yeah. at this point. Uh, you got to remember that he ran in a predominantly Democratic state He ran against Alan Keyes in a predominantly Democratic state. How
2: did he pull that victory off?
3: Yeah. um, So it's, you know, I don't think that he's really anything, to be quite honest with you. I'm sure that he'll continue to get reelected to the Senate in Illinois. Uh, Hopefully that's as far as it goes.
0: I'm I'm no great Barack Obama booster, but still, goodness.
3: I have this sad suspicion, though, that he is going to run in 08 in the primaries, and I— I
0: don't think he'll run, personally.
2: Well, I just, I just it's don't. him
0: too, and if he did, he wouldn't win the nomination.
2: I think that the Democrats, as little as I respect them, I hope they don't put all their eggs in that basket. Nah, uh, don't. Worry. <laughs> I think. Uh, or in the Clinton or in Hillary, or you know, any of the other losers they picked recently.
3: <laughs> well, they probably will put all their eggs in the Hillary basket.
2: Nah. Uh, I don't know. It's still
0: too early. She still has a lot of time to uh, implode.
3: <laughs> and I'm sure she will. But of course, you know, what we're failing to mention here is it really depends on who the Republicans run. I mean, it's true. I, It three years from now, the Republicans could have fucked things up so bad that it might not matter who runs for the Democrats. They may win in a landslide. The four and, people
2: who avoided the atomic explosions. Right. But, you it, know. It, you know,
3: if the Republicans do something stupid like running a right-wing candidate like a Brownback or a Bill Frist Which or someone like actually, that, they're going to get killed. If they run somebody like McCain, it probably doesn't matter who the Democrats put up. McCain will probably win.
2: So, sure. and, uh, and they have actually been talking about Brownback because of the judicial hearings and things. He's got a lot of uh, notoriety all of a sudden and— there has been more than a whisper about maybe running him, which you know that does provide the opportunity for nationwide people to have those uh, bumper stickers that say "I'm a Brownbacker" with accidental, you know, homosexual <laughs> double entendre. But uh, still, he's an ass.
3: <laughs>
2: Ooh, sorry, that wasn't even on purpose.
3: Yeah, I think if Brownback wins, he'll get. Uh, yeah, if Brownback wins, I think um, if Wednesday. Uh, Republican nomination in 04, that would be the best thing for the Democrats. I think that uh, if Brownback wins, he will get absolutely destroyed by any Democratic candidate. Brownback does not speak for the general population of America. He only speaks for a very small, little religious right-wing sect of it. Um, If the Republicans are stupid enough to round Brownback in
2: 08, then they're pretty much going to get what they deserve. Yeah, We can only hope. I say go Brownback. (laughs) Go Brownback. We should start. We should start the groundswell right here. Well,
3: it, one final point on this. I mean, it will be very interesting to see what happens to the Republican Party over the next three years. It seems that they are split right now between the moderates and the uh, religious right-wing base. It'll be very interesting to see who wins out in the next three years and what sort of candidate they're going to put up in 08. Yes, yeah, so we're yeah. finally getting
0: that Republican Civil War that we were promised in 2004.
3: Yeah, well, it's very similar to what the Democrats went through from about 2001 till really up till about this point. So,
0: so it is kind of fun to stand back and watch the carnage. But uh, speaking of the uh, religious fundamentalists in Kansas, where could board. you
2: be going with this?
0: Uh, but, yeah, the... The school board in Kansas, of course, national embarrassment again, international embarrassment, as a matter of fact, instituting its uh, curriculum changes and elevating intelligent design over evolution. And yeah, it's all the more embarrassing when you put it in contrast with what Pennsylvania voters did, which is sweep out a similar school board that proposed similar changes. Uh, Uh, However, I would see that in Pennsylvania as another good omen for Democrats next year because uh, the religious right is overreaching and it's becoming more and more of an albatross around Republicans next. Uh, as we were talking about this schism in the Republican Party, they cannot please their religious base and their uh, uh, economic uh, libertarian moderates uh, anymore. That's, uh, that coalition is dissolving.
3: Yeah, well, you know, God's wrath is going to come down on the people of Pennsylvania, so let's keep that in mind.
0: And Ty Robertson say that God has abandoned. God has abandoned Pennsylvania.
2: Well, God abandoned him when he ran for president in '88. Yeah, I
0: know. Where was God then, exactly?
2: <laughs> <It's> apparently absentee. <laughs> yeah, voting for Bush instead. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's it's very. Uh, I don't know. I I, think, I see this, I mean, the, the whole school board election, the way I I see it, and everyone's casting it in a whole religious and religion and state thing, and it, there is that angle to it. But a lot of it I just see as political. The uh, religious right politicians, who are usually rich guys, who, while being right-wing Christian, are that way because of very different reasons than their uh, political bases. They're that way because of the health and wealth gospel, and they get to feel better than other people and shit like that. Uh, the, their bases, especially in western Kansas, are extremely poor people who have turned to more radical faith out of desperation. So these politicians come in, scoop up their vote, use the Christianity as an excuse, and then fuck them at the next available opportunity by bringing in corporate farms and killing subsidies to family farmers and things like that, which leads them to even more uh, deep religion, which leads these politicians to ply upon that, and it gets more and more and more. And things like uh, evolution is just another wedge issue used to get people to vote for them, and they don't actually... It's not... It's not something they actually want to have settled one way or another, because then they wouldn't be able to play on the voters for it. A- and I see it as as they won't leave it alone at just intelligent design first of all, because they need to up the ante to keep people following them, and they won't uh, stop because it's it's political capital. And I think that you know, being here in Lawrence, what, just watching the local debate and all this stuff, people here in Lawrence and and some in Johnson County too. Uh, treat they're like you know those crackers in western Kansas blah 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 blah. That's why they hate us, <laughs> because we treat them that way, and we should stop. And if we actually wanted to get over this whole debate, what we do was is work on economic issues to get the family farms and to get everyone in western Kansas uh, actually working and healthy, so they'd back off of this fear of everything. They live in a, in a fearful world, so they turn to God and a God that reflects that, and they look at the God of a. You know, the persecuted Jesus and the persecuted early Christians, and that's how they feel, so that's what they relate to. Let's get them relating to the more philosophical issues of be nice to each other and render unto Caesar what is his and that sort of thing. And uh, separation of church and state, it all depends on economic issues, not to be too Marxian. Uh, and people in, like Lawrence and other intellectuals across the nation need to get the stick out of their asses and start talking to these people as equals instead of talking down their noses to them because that just alienates them further. So I'm done what out of their asses that would be a stick oh excuse me okay. <laughs> stick I thought, I thought i heard a sodomy reference no a gay no marriage reference i leave there. those to you <laughs> except for accidental comments on brownback i'm hoping there'd be more
0: sodomy references tonight <laughs> um,
2: I, i'm sure I, we, if you will it there's a way <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah it's all very good points galen but i do think that the republicans are overplaying this card and that eventually i hope so uh the people in western kansas just as an example of the blue collar voters not not blue collar comedy mind you but blue collar voters because
2: those assholes are rich
0: Yeah, <laughs> Get her i'd rather not but uh yes yeah, i think finally um these voters they're not
3: stupid and oh, a lot of them are. people. I really don't think anybody in
2: Lawrence or Johnson County thinks those people are stupid. Oh, no, no, no. The things you hear, even from professors up on campus, uh, it's just, I mean, the way that we all feel treated by the coasts, or, you know, as, as I, I've been told from people who live out there, it's like, you're from Kansas. No one's actually from Kansas. That's exactly the way they feel treated by East, Northeast Kansas, is if we, you know, we are the coasts to them. We treat them just as shitty as we're tra- treated by the coast.
3: And the people on the coast don't even acknowledge their existence.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: We're known as flyover country.
2: Exactly. <laughs> flyover country. <laughs> yeah, that's,
3: that's how we're viewed. No, no, that's actually hilarious. Last time I was in Las Vegas, I was talking to a guy from New York, and I told him I was from Kansas, and... Um, his first response was, "Oh, well, I flew over Kansas coming into Las Vegas." Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hilarious that you should mention that because that actually happened to me
2: once. So. Oh, the roaming bandits didn't shoot you down? That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
2: right. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, the, the two things that Kansas is known for, Wizard of Oz and evolution.
2: And tornadoes. Yeah. And and God, I hate the Wizard of Oz. Not the not the books or anything, but the references to it. Um and as far as tornadoes go, good. It keeps people away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it'll
3: be interesting to see what happens with this whole intelligent design uh, debate. I have the suspicion that when the school board elections come up that all these people are going to be out. I think Phil Klein will probably be out because of this issue. It's the same thing that happened in the um I, I think Phil Klein should be out on a number well, of issues this yeah. year. But I think you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, You know, the same thing happened in the late 90s when this issue came up, and the end result of it was is that people went out and they voted more moderates in, people that aren't going to try to push intelligent design or try to push a banning of evolution or try to push a banning abortion or any of those sorts of uh, far-right policies. So I think just because this issue has passed now, I don't necessarily think that it's going to – necessarily going to continue to – these sorts of issues are going to continue to be pushed through in the state of Kansas. So,
0: Speaking of tornadoes and Pat Robertson claiming that some sort of natural disaster is going to befall Pennsylvania because they decided not to emphasize intelligent design, uh, how is that to display, you to know, explain all the tornadoes in Kansas, if that's the case? You know, supposedly the most god fearing Republican
2: state in the union. Right. Well, we won't even bring up Florida and Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, well, the tornadoes in Kansas don't actually usually hit many people. That's
3: true. Well, and they don't ever hit Lawrence, <laughs> which, you know, we're— hey,
2: Kansas. the one time they did, they took out a Kmart. Well, that's right.
3: That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's, they're not hitting the, you know, the devil city with all the rampant homosexuality and liberalism. No, no, they hit Jeffrey.
2: Common like two years ago <laughs> that's true, well, that is a pit of sin <laughs> the and inequity. orgies that are going on in there Those hot girls gone wild
0: wet t-shirt blow off of your bunghole orgies It's just oh oh goodness, at least that's what I hear on the internet
3: well <laughs> Pat Robertson's comments are just ridiculous and um, Fair change. the more the more type of comments that he makes like this, it's just the worse he is going to look, the worst the religious right is going to look, and the worst the Republican Party is going to look. So, yes, you know, Pat Robertson should continue to
0: yeah, please do.
3: Yeah, they, say these sorts of ridiculous things.
0: The plague of gay marriage that's sweeping over Massachusetts.
3: Well, now, was he the one, or was it Faldwell that after September 11th uh, oh, said both of them. Yeah. said that um, the reason Falwell for started. the terrorist attacks on September 11th was because of homosexuality, my personal favorite, women in the workforce? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. There there was a whole list of other things that they attributed September 11th to, so. You know, if
0: I were a woman, I wouldn't want to work either, but I'm just lazy. That's true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> And I do occasionally dress up in stockings, so I don't know.
3: That's Uh, also true. I wear women's underwear, but that's just purely a comfort thing. Just because you have very sensitive genitals. That's right. (laughs)
0: They're soft. (laughs) They're frilly. Much like the uh, underwear you choose. Uh, But we were talking about how eventually voters in the Republican Party are going to wise up that these are just window dressing issues, wedge issues. And I think... uh, On top of that sort of Pat Robertson, Looney, overreaching, uh, the other big issue that will be uh, wising people up to the Republican mismanagement of this country is Iraq, because Iraq is uh, tearing the Republican Party apart, is driving down uh, their numbers, and uh, we're now finally getting into a withdrawal debate in the uh, House and the Senate, thanks to John Murtha. Uh, conservative Democrat from Pennsylvania, decorated war veteran, uh, first Vietnam veteran to right. be nominated to the House, suggested that uh, within the next six months a series of uh, benchmarks should be set to begin the withdrawal of troops. And the Republicans went ape shit, uh, drew up a sham amendment uh, which basically says that Democrats are pussies and they want to withdraw the troops now, cut and run, cowards, blah blah blah. Uh, it was voted down, but as a result of this, there is now actually talk within the Congress about ending the uh, debacle in Iraq, and I think that's uh, also a credit to Democrats. You know, It was a Democrat who suggested this and proposed this amendment, and over in the Senate you have Russ Feingold who also proposed a similar measure – uh to at least begin discussions about withdrawal. Uh but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think do you think that this might crack the Republican facade?
2: Well, well I, I hope so, but at least they're I mean the Republicans have just been you know, putting it in, in uh like like traitor sort of Well that's really way. A,
3: that's really the only response I have It's it's to question people's patriotism and um, try to suggest that if you don't support the war in Iraq, you don't support the troops, that sort of crap. Right. Um, The Democrats need to be a little careful with um, the withdrawal issue. Um, I think that, you know, poll numbers show that while most Americans do not like the the way that the Iraq war is going, only about 18 percent of Americans polled favor some sort of complete withdrawal of U.S. troops. Uh, well, I think what the Democrats, if the Democrats were smart, what they would do is instead of suggesting a troop withdrawal, they need to come up with some sort of plan where we can maybe not necessarily destroy the insurgency, because I don't think that that's necessarily ever going to happen, but in some way to at least defeat the insurgency enough that they're not too much of a problem, and come up with some sort of plan to try to put some sort of stable government in Iraq, not necessarily an American-style democracy, but just some sort of government that everybody can work with. I think if we cut and run at this point, we're going to really run a very dangerous risk of Iraq completely going into chaos, much worse than it is now, possibly a civil war with... Five, six, seven, eight different factions all fighting against each other. And a real threat that Iraq could turn into another Afghanistan. And if the wrong side wins the civil war, then you're going to be stuck with a Taliban-type regime there where terrorists are going to be able to take refuge and plot um, attacks against not just the United States but other Arab countries, European countries. So, That's a good thing. That I, don't, I don't think that we can necessarily cut and run so to speak. I
0: I watch your language, Aaron, because that's pretty much a Republican
3: talking point there. Cut and run. No one has suggested cutting and running. Uh, The
0: Mirtha proposal did not suggest immediate total withdrawal. It talked about benchmarks over the next six months to begin phasing out troops
3: well but i don't think that we're going to solve all the problems in iraq in the next six months i mean of course i think we all would like to see our troops come home and we'd like to see some type of government set up into iraq where they can settle their own problems themselves but i mean realistically i yeah, don't think give that the that's iraqi government a timetable and to, to get their crap
0: together and i think the best way to do that is say hey we're going to be out of here in like a year you might want to you
3: know, start no, I, I don't think you can make right. any sort of promise like that because I don't think you, it's completely impossible to anticipate what the situation is going to look like in Iraq, it's only gonna even be a year or two from now.
2: Well, I think I think that there's a number of sides. First of all, I think the U.S. government needs to back the hell off of the Iraqi government because as long as the U.S. government is is you know hanging over its shoulder, they're going to be seen as a puppet government. And then, and I pointed this out. Years ago, when the invasion happened, they need to work on public works rather than uh, cronyism and oil contracts, and actually make the Iraqi people comfortable. Uh, that's where a lot of the the anger comes from, is because we are blowing them up, so we are a target. The insurgency are blowing them up because they're attacking us mainly, and the puppet government that is the way they see it, because the, the puppet government is supposedly connected to us. And because the people are unhappy. They still don't have a lot of water in places, and they don't, I mean, well, they're deserts, so they don't have running water in places. They don't have electricity in places. We're two years on, people.
0: Because Halliburton's doing such a great job on its no-bid contract for rebuilding the infrastructure.
2: Exactly. Get the, those assholes out of the way. Rebuild the infrastructure. Let the Iraqi government be. Let Iraqis do it. Yeah, exactly. Give d- them d- the job. Give them the money. Uh, but, I mean, and, and on some level, I really, this is this is like, we have little rich kids who are taken care of their entire lives and never had real jobs till their daddies bought them a baseball team uh, setting all this up and don't understand the idea of letting the Iraqis take responsibility for themselves, also partially because they think that then they wouldn't get all the oil kickbacks, et cetera. But if they want this to end, we have to get out of there because we're being attacked, and that's one of the reasons the insurgencies are moving the insurgents are moving to Iraq. Uh, but also, they have to learn to do it themselves, frankly. And I think we should, we should not just, whoop, oh, we're gone. But we do need to set a deadline, and we need to just start removing ourselves. Nothing's going to
0: happen until we give the uh, provisional government a deadline. Like, um, and I would argue that Iraq... Is already in the midst of a civil war. Yeah. It's estimated that a majority of the insurgents are not foreign fighters, but in fact, native Iraqis, which, and most of the attacks are on the coalition government, which is the definition, I think, of a civil war insurgency. Yes. Uh, and also, Iraq is now, thanks to our presence, a terrorist staging ground, as evidenced by the recent bombings in Jordan. Al-Zarqawi is comfortable enough and entrenched enough in Iraq that he's able to plot bombings in other countries from Iraq.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, then how do you go
3: about defeating that?
0: You, you got, we have to leave. We have to leave, and we have to uh, let the political process take its course without us, as Galen said, uh, ramming our fist up the government's ass.
3: Oh, wow. Well,
0: and I, I really do think that the only way for Iraq to even come close to stabilization is for us to leave. And uh, to set a deadline not not for us, but for the provisional government, uh, because as so long as we're there, violence is going to continue, more people are going to die. that turns into a cycle where that fuels the insurgency even more, and resentment is built against us, and that becomes a recruitment tool for terrorists in the entire region. Uh, we have to start bringing the troops home
2: and and I think that a lot of the interesting well, first of all, I, I love the idea that because someone is suggesting that possibly they were lied to... Coward. Uh, yeah. First of all, a quote from Dick Cheney. This revisionism is the most corrupt and shameless variety. It has no place anywhere in American politics, and much less the United States Senate. Uh, he would know, frankly. <laughs> uh, the, his All of his comments have been fact-checked on factcheck.org, on even NPR. You'll find the BBC's front just flat-out laughing at him because he's lying so much. It just stands out. Uh, it's not revisionism. They were lied to. Yeah. And if they admitted this and said, well, it was a mistake or whatever else, there should be an entire investigation into this, whereas there supposedly is, but it's not actually that deep. We need to do a whole independent council or whatever it is. Uh, and
0: until Democrats uh, regain one of, if not both of the houses, there's not going to be an investigation, right. as seen by the foot dragging of uh, Pat Roberts and the Intelligence Committee's Investigation into the Bush administration's conduct and use of intelligence in the run
2: up to the war. And the Democrats need to lock the Senate down every afternoon about tea time, just before dinner, uh, <laughs> until the Republicans are so hungry and pissed off they just do it.
0: Damn it. I wanted to go to Outback Steakhouse, man.
2: That's right. All right, you can have your committee. <laughs> and, 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 uh, I also, I just, okay, I enjoy the idea. Uh, in a sarcastic way, I enjoy the idea that the uh, by people saying we need to be out or that possibly the war is legitimate things we're hurting the troops. Because uh, that that is. Uh, so I'm afraid the
0: car bombs are what's hurting
2: the troops. Right, and 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 let's face it, the troops are over there in a place where they are dying, where every day they are hated, and they're having to make themselves believe something for pure survival. I'm sure they do believe they're doing the right thing, and then they are trying in their heart of hearts. But it's because everyone was lied to. It's because of oil interests. It's because of God and all these other excuses that they were sent over there. Cheney can get off his fucking fat ass and go over there if he's that interested in it. But he, oh, he might have a heart attack. Oh, it, but it, it, uh, he, because of lies, they're over there. And now the liars are like, well, you don't want to hurt them. It's, it's not just – I mean, it's it's like – I just think politicians are getting slimier. I don't know. It's, it's like I feel dirty looking at their photos. I want to shower. It's just – they're <laughs> such assholes. The Republican attacks
0: on Murtha were
2: hilarious. Uh, well, no, they – yeah, they, it was funny because
3: up till now they've just been attacking people's patriotism. Right. Um, but with Murtha being his background, especially <laughs> as a decorated Vietnam War veteran and – being basically a military hawk ever since he's been in government rumsfeld and bush have both sort of backed off this unpatriotic sort of approach and they said well you know during wartime it's it's good that we uh have debates about these sorts of things and it's just his opinion and he's entitled to his opinion and it's good that he has an opinion and we'll certainly debate this and the american public needs to debate this but we just don't dis- we just disagree with them.
0: Yes, but- had to back off because Jean Schmidt, freshman uh, congresswoman from Ohio, actually called Martha a coward on the floor of the House, which is actually against the law. You cannot impugn the character of a House member on the floor of uh, uh, the House of Representatives. So she had to retract that, and that caused such a shitstorm and such a bad uh, PR fiasco that Bush had to backpedal off of his uh, High horse of war critics.
3: Well, and also Scott McLean too, when he tried to compare Bertha to Michael Moore. Yes. Uh, yes, uh, yes, was very amusing. Because they're both jowly,
0: that doesn't mean they're similar. Uh, and, and, but Bertha, Bertha yeah. was hilarious though. At the press conference, when he proposed uh, uh, this measure to start drawing down troop levels, somebody mentioned to him the vice president's like full bore attacks on war critics, and Bertha's response oh yeah that's great i uh I love hearing criticisms from people who have never served a day in their life in the military who got five deferments
2: yeah <laughs>
0: acting cheney
2: and see why why can't why was no one doing this years ago
0: um because Bush was popular because he was using nine eleven as a cudgel, and uh Democrats lacked the will, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh. However, I just, I, you know, better late than never. My my favorite <laughs> argument out of all of this, however, is the you know these people who are doing this—they voted for the war. Yeah. Uh, the, so the I mean, if you expand that argument to what it's really saying, it's like we fooled them. How dare they call us on it now?
0: Oh, <laughs> well, their uh, their other big uh, talking point is they saw the same evidence. This is like Bush and Democrats saw the same evidence that we did.
2: They voted for it. Uh, we gave it to him.
0: Not see the same intelligence,
2: right? And and actually, that was actually brought up on NPR. And highly
0: selective segments of Bush's intelligence briefings uh, that excised all of the very serious doubts that the intelligence community had about the intelligence. That's right. uh, most of the intelligence was from Iraqi defectors who had their own personal motives, like Chalabi. Yeah, uh, they came from people who were tortured uh, and under duress. Uh, so basically all of the intelligence... there's no
2: reason we should ban torture. We're not doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, say what you will about McCain. Uh, at least he is proposing a you know very clear, very distinct ban on torture. Yeah.
2: Radical, damn it. Yeah. He's so far out there.
0: Which Cheney is openly lobbying to find an exemption for the CIA on that.
3: Right. <laughs> well, the CIA is probably going to do it regardless of whether there's a law
2: for it or not, so... I don't know. Yeah, the CIA is is in many countries, roughly with the Former Catholic Frank, guys. You know, yeah, but probably where ban- the Catholic Church was in the Middle Ages; they actually run the country.
3: <laughs> well, and the CIA is just going to set up prisons in other countries where they can get away with
2: torture. So, well, it, you know, uh, it, it's so so sick on a moral level. But I, I think that the the issue at, at hand here, a lot of it is that that hopefully, I hope. Getting out into the, 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 the world is how how scummy these people are, and we can only hope that that people are like, "Wow, wait a minute and may, but I actually don 't since Fox News and things like that is covering it, it probably won't
0: yeah, a combination of Iraq, uh, the ongoing scandals involving Tom Delay and bill frist oh and there's another, there 's a big juicy scandal just waiting to explode, uh, Jack Abramoff. Uh, one of the most disgusting human beings on the face of the planet, Uh, the most powerful Republican lobbyist in Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah. Under several investigations right now, one of which involves a mob hit in Florida, Uh, that case is about to explode because people are flipping on Abramoff and uh, if he goes down, he's taking down delay. He's taking down virtually the entire Republican well, leadership. There was
2: a new investigation into him today where it turns out he was defrauding Native American groups who had hired him and uh, and bribed a senator from Ohio. Yeah. Uh,
0: Bob May, uh, who's fucked anyway because of his own scandals in Ohio. Ohio is hilarious. They have this great rare coin investment scheme that the Republican Party was using. It's funny stuff. We'll get into it at in another show. But... Uh, <laughs> Yet the, the cavalcade of Republican corruption would be funny if I weren't weeping.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh. yes, look forward to it, people. It's, it's only going to get better. <laughs> and oh, and uh, let's not rule out Patrick Fitzgerald bringing more indictments because his investigation is still ongoing. He started a new grand jury. So Scooter Libby may not be the end-all and be-all of that grand jury investigation we,
2: we can only hope
0: looking at you carl
2: rove yeah I, i'm waiting i i i want impeachment uh, i mean i'm not someone i i don't want it to get the president out or whatever though that would be nice i just want it to expose everything that these people have been doing I mean, it's yeah. beyond political now it's sort of i'm looking for righteous uh indignation and righteous justice
0: a public flogging
2: exactly
0: Just drag them all out into the town square, put them in uh, the stocks, and let's throw produce at them.
2: They will be dropped into the middle of Baghdad (laughs) and let go.
0: But I fear until somebody gets a rim job in the White House, we probably won't hear any talk about impeachment. Although you never know with this Jack Abramoff thing.
2: (laughs) The the rest of us are taking it up the ass, but until it happens in the White House... Yeah.
0: Oh, goodness.
2: In in summary, uh, <laughs> uh, but actually, that that said, we should uh, get things that don't suck.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, well, Aaron, anything that
2: doesn't suck this week? Um, I've thought long and hard about
3: this. Um, I don't know. I think the Xbox 360 that comes out at midnight tonight probably doesn't <laughs> suck. What what comes out at midnight? What? The Xbox 360. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm only going to be shelling out about 400 bucks for the goddamn thing. The, so it uh, better the not suck. With the hard drive. What now? Well, there's two different editions of the Xbox. Oh, no, no. We're, I'm getting the full online, full capability Xbox. Research. I don't even know what's all involved in the, the whole system, to be quite honest with you.
0: One that you can have sex with is a little bit
3: more. Yeah, hopefully it gives me a blowjob. Yeah. So. For, for $400 bucks is better. But yeah, I'm just saying I... You know things that don't suck. I mean, technically, I haven't played it yet, but I'm I'm really hoping it doesn't
2: suck.
0: It does suck, yeah.
2: <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Galen uh, saw so, uh, Good Night and Good Luck, and it's a beautiful film, and everyone should see it.
0: Wonderful film, very mm. wonderful,
2: and and quite topical uh, right now too. Yeah, just absolutely gorgeously shot in black and white. Uh,
0: Even if you're not seeing it for political reasons, it's just a beautiful movie. Absolutely, if you're a, if you're a fan of cinema,
2: and it's not a, it's not a liberal or conservative film, unless you're fucking psychotic like Ann Coulter, who wants uh, everyone. Trying the you, uh, na-
0: revive Joseph McCarthy's yes. reputation
2: as a good man, a good wholesome man who crippled many other people for his own political gains. Thank you, you know. It's, Deal scarecrow of a woman. Anyway, the uh, it it was it's just a great film and it 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 goes well. If you if you were to form a trilogy, if you if you did that film, Cradle Will Rock, and The Insider, and and you'd have uh, a wonderful meaty evening. Oh, and just just
0: real quick, uh, who knew that George Clooney was uh, such a good director, and uh, yeah, yeah. who knew that he would also continue. Uh, if not directing, but producing. He's got another film coming out called Siriana.
2: Absolutely. He's
0: been getting very good reviews that uh, is his re- uh, production company is responsible for, as they were for Good Night and Good Luck. Siriana will basically be traffic, but instead of drugs, dealing with the oil industry.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, very it interesting. It looks uh, really good. Yeah.
1: But Anna, non suckitude? Yeah, since it's the Thanksgiving season, I'd like to profess my love for yams, <laughs> they're delicious. They're nutritious, they're versatile, and interestingly enough, yams are the same thing as sweet potatoes. The word yam was used to market them by a merchant in Louisiana, I believe, in the 1930s.
2: They're the same things?
1: The same thing. Sometimes they're called yams. An actual yam, you don't get them in the United States. They're white, they're starchy, they're only in South America and Africa.
2: Really? I've always thought, wow, they seem similar, but I imagine the wiser minds noticed a difference. That's
1: why I love yams, because they're (laughs) liars. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> Makes me hungry for Chinese gooseberries <laughs> Liberty cabbage
2: uh,
0: But uh, See you learn something While uh, listening to this show That's right. We're an educational program uh, But on uh, Anna's tip On the Thanksgiving tip uh, My something or another That don't suck Joan Soda Has put out a holiday gift <laughs> pack <laughs> Featuring a wide variety of flavors,
3: including uh, salmon pop or something like that, or what's that? I think one of the flavors was salmon, and one of the flavors was turkey gravy and um, smoked salmon
0: pate, turkey and gravy, corn on the cob soda. I believe oh, there's a broccoli casserole soda as well.
2: God, that is just don't you swell up to a giant blueberry after you drink one of those? (laughs) Only if you lick them. And it's
3: just disgusting. Who would want to drink that swill?
0: I, I don't
2: think anybody actually does drink them. However, I have it on good authority that they
3: do actually taste like their label. Oh, that's what I've heard too, and um, They were apparently really yeah. successful
2: last year and that's why they're back. So. Okay, sold out. In fact the one I have is quickly
0: so the the smoked salmon pate one has uh, been making waves online and has been like uh Making those and and on a lighter note, sort of segments on CNN. So, right. Uh, it's the big, the big holiday beverage.
3: Yeah, oh, get it's just I'll be it Well, on it's eBay like, in a
0: few weeks for just, about three hundred dollars. Yeah, isn't it
3: like twenty five bucks for like a little what six pack of them? I think well, there only, might only there might only be four. Oh, oh, it's twelve dollars, but you're also paying for the spork that comes with it. Oh, oh I big. see. Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just. I'm reminded of, of back during the the uh, days of Crystal Pepsi when uh, oh, no. Sa- Saturday Night Live did an ad for Crystal Gravy. Right now? <laughs> Let's was...
3: not start the Crystal Pepsi bashing. I it, loved that stuff. It's hard to
2: start it. It's been going for years.
3: Oh, I think I was the only person in America that actually liked Crystal Clear Pepsi. I honestly don't remember what it tasted like. I,
1: like ass. It tasted <laughs> like sugar, corn syrup. Although it tastes yes,
3: good. sugar and corn syrup is exactly what it tasted like, and that shit's good. <laughs> you're
1: swigging on you're it right you're now.
0: You're just chugging Caro straight out of the bottle.
3: I've only done that a couple times.
2: Haven't <laughs> slept in four, four days.
0: Vodka.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, before we go, we should uh, now that you've listened to the episode and are royally pissed off and grossed out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, email us at poundingthepundit at com, or go to the uh, website punditocracy.net and leave us mean comments. Please, uh, if they're mean enough, we'll read them on air.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I do believe we probably have reached the end of this long and winding podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, in Lawrence, we've had... Galen. And... Aaron. And in Texas, we have... Anna. And I'm Gavin. And you have been listening to Punditocracy... Bye-bye!